When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Afternoons on SEN. Well, Josh Jenkins said that one of his New Year's resolutions was going to be to do a half marathon, so we thought we would ease into that by doing the radio equivalent of a half marathon. We not only are doing the three hours of mornings, 9 till 12, but just bridging the gap between 12 to 1 o'clock when the SEN track team take over. Just going to put the head down and power through for another hour, JJ. Uh, big thanks to Benny Lyon for all his help and work today. Yes. He's an absolute superstar. Josh Jenkins, hello oh, again to you. That, I wouldn't go that far. He's a good fellow, though. Um, <laughs> you too, Sam. You too. Good afternoon as we uh, just creep into the PM hours. Yes. The NFL on in the background, all happening this morning, of course. Well, we can uh, have a bit of a chat about that because it's week 17, which used to be the last week of the uh, regular mm. season. Now we've got week 18, which the players are, are thrilled about. But um, no, there's plenty happening, plenty happening. And uh, the SEN track boys, Cam Luke and Campbell Brown, uh, will take over from 1 p.m. And you and I will go and uh, get a uh, well-earned siesta. I'll actually have to go and uh, action my half marathon uh, plans because I'll have to go for a little jog and uh, kickstart another week. Uh, I, for some reason, I was watching um, Anchorman the other night. Just couldn't get to sleep. And uh, when he says that he and uh, Veronica are going to take up a new uh, hobby called jogging or yogging, wondering if the J was silent. <laughs> uh, I just did think of you there that you're a little bit Ron Burgundy-esque with your new love for all things jogging or yogging. Yeah, well, it certainly is a jog. I can tell you that much. <laughs> Uh, it's not a, uh, it wouldn't be accused of being a sprint, but um, all's well that ends well. If I can get to the 21 and a half K, I think that's, is that official? 21 and a half K for a half marathon? I'm not sure, but. Um, uh, maybe Kane Corns is better suited to, to sort of field those right. types of questions. Well, I haven't, I haven't, uh, I'm not close enough to yet need mm. to know how far I have to run. So um, anyway, well, hopefully we've had a big storm up here in Swan Hill. Of course, I'm up here on the farm for for a little uh, Christmas New Year uh, break, so go out for a little run on the uh, on the red on the red dusty surfaces. After this, we've been working through um, and been and you've been especially gracious in helping all eighteen clubs with a New Year's resolution to um, steal themselves ahead of season twenty twenty three. Over three hours, mm. we got through about half the teams yeah. as the conversation just took us where it will. Um, but you can have your give us your view of what your team's New Year's resolution should be. One three hundred seven three six seven three six. We can text in on the forty wings temper text. Consumer choice winner temper mattresses, pillows, and adjustable bases conforms to the exact shape of your body. Uh, forty wings temper text line zero four double three ninety eight eleven sixteen. We are up to Melbourne after doing North yes. Melbourne. Um, so, what's your New Year's resolution? And by the way, we understand that that's not uh, alphabetically correct, but uh, JJ had them in ahead of Melbourne with the K for kangaroos. Um, yeah, And by, yes. by the way, someone has really taken umbrage to that uh, off the text, JJ, because um, the text, and it's a first-time texter as well, and all I can say is Ooh. if that's the mood that you're in on the second day oh. of the year, I, I have grave concerns about the rest of your year, if that's the level of anger that you're already uh, dishing up. Um, so... Um, What's happened? Just unhappy about me. Just using... didn't. Yeah. No. Yeah. 
No, and before him. Okay, <laughs> that's all right. Um, no sweat. Fervently uh, against. <laughs> all's well that ends well. Uh, the D's. Yes. Um, success for Grawn. The Tap Brothers. I'm calling them Grawn. <laughs> that's pretty straightforward. I think we yep. save a little bit of time instead of saying Grundy and Gorn and just say Grawn. Uh, my... I have a view that they're going to use them. A lot of people are saying, oh, but they're both first rucks. Well, I think they'll both be uh, in the ruck at the same time in terms of front half, back half ruckman. That's how I think they're ah, going to use them. So, so who's who? Let's, I don't think it matters. I don't think it matters. I think they'll be able to get really flexible with it. Uh, I think or I know Gorney's sensational in the team defence when he gets behind yes. the ball, helping intercept Mark and working so hard to get from the... He bases himself in the centre of the ground and he works hard to get to one side of the ground and forces or helps force that team to kick long down the line where he's waiting, but he's equally good uh, getting uh, busy in terms of marking contests and those types of things ahead of the ball. And Grundy's very similar. Grundy won't kick many goals. He'll kick probably less than 10 or 12 goals for the year. But what he will do is help be a, a bit of a conduit in terms of uh, providing a contest 80 metres from goal and allowing Brown and McDonald not to have to do those types of things. I'd add to that um, their New Year's resolution should really be be Richmond 2019. So you get that premiership as Richmond did in 2017 and what a joyous occasion that it was, a, a drought broken yeah, no, for Melbourne uh, as well. And then you don't get back there the year after. Um, don't lose faith in, in where you're going and what you're doing. And I'm sure they won't, but I'm sure it'll be taking a look at that and saying, well, you know, they still were able to create their dynasty. There's just a, mm. a, a year gap um, where they didn't quite put it together and, and, and a bit of a shock loss in that prelim and Mason Cox tore them apart. But... Um, so, B Richmond 2019. And the other one I would add is Van Ruyen, Van Ruyen. Play that man. Ooh. Play Ooh. that man. Uh, tell me about him or tell the listeners about him. I don't know much about him. What, what type of player are we get, dealing with here? So, a key forward. And, and again, I only know what I've been told from the people that have seen his performances at VFL level. But the faith in him is very clear because right. they were happy to let uh, a, a bloke that they took, I think, at pick 10 in his draft year in Sam Wiedemann. Um, and, and let him go. Yes, um, but we'd seen a fair bit of Sam. We had, but he's 19 years of age, Jacob Van Ruyen, um, 193 centimetres, 91 kgs from Western Australia. Um, could play either end of the ground, but I think they really like the look of him. So they'll get Tom McDonald back, but it just seemed that they want Ben Brown to be a player that Ben Brown isn't, and because yes. they have Bailey Fritch that plays that lead-up role. So... so and to Ben Brown's credit, I think he has actually taken at times some good marks and has provided a contest yeah. uh, as, a, as a high marking forward because that's what he's been asked to do, which is not what he was kicking 60 goals a year doing yes. um, at North Melbourne. So, and again, this is your terrain, and I'm just throwing this back to you to get your view. So clearly there's a key forward concern um, at Melbourne. And unfortunately, whilst Ben Brown, I thought, was instrumental in helping them get that flag because when he came into the side two-thirds of the way through the year, they went from eighth to scoring into fourth for scoring. And you've got to be top four scoring and top four yep. defensively to win a flag more often than not. Um, so there's there's a big opportunity to, to put this guy in and, and, and make him the man. You're probably going to make a fool of me but uh, can you tell me a lead key forward, a lead dog who stands at 193 and 95 kgs or less? 
Now, Van Ruyen is 193 and 91. They might be last year's measurements too, by the way. They might be, but I don't yeah. know how much he... He might be, what, let's give him one. The, all I'm saying is those... Those really uh, those pillars in the front half are they're all they're all two hundred. I'm not saying I'm not I'm not disputing the fact he's a very mm. good player. I'm just saying he might be. Uh, is he going to be what they are after or what they need? I, I agree with you in terms of Ben Brown. I thought he did a good job trying to um, trying to play a role that he's not necessarily suited to. He was selfless in doing that. Could easily have said, well, you know, mm. I was quite good as a Coleman medal <laughs> yes. winning. Lead up forward, forward yeah. So they do have a bit to, to work through in that front half, don't it, they? And, that, and again, that's uh, I spoke about it with North. They overcame a little bit of that with with in the 20, uh, 20 what year did they win the premiership? Twenty twenty one. I don't even know. Who knows what it's year just, it is? They all the blend into each other at the moment. Um, they 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 overwhelmed defences with just supply and great supply, and Petrarca yeah. would get forward, and, and so they need to remember that that is probably how they, they you know twelve goals from the forward line, and 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 or maybe even ten goals from the forward line, and another six or eight from the midfield. So um, yeah, there's a bit to work through for the D's. Um, and I'm just having a look. So I've had two. There's two. So he's actually. I'm reading another bit here saying he's one. Yeah. So one ninety four. So Jesse Hogan's one ninety five. So that gives you an idea of height. Um, but the 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 little bio on him on the club's website is his ability to hit the scoreboard and to take a contested mark up forward could be where he provides most value for the D's. That is an area that they need it is, a bit of value yeah. in because they slip down the ladder in terms of scoring and goals per game this year. Um, even despite the fact they had a 10-0 start. So that just seems to be the last piece of puddle cause, puzzle because defensively, they're as good as anyone in the competition. Midfield, as you mentioned, um, they're as good, if not better, than anyone uh, in the competition. Yep. Although, you know, some clearance numbers and things like that, if you want to go on the raw data. But when you've got Petrarca and uh, Oliver uh, gone and now you throw Grundy into that mix uh, as well, um, it's, yep. it's... I'm with you. They should... The players and the club and its fans should enter the season with an enormous amount of optimism, as much optimism as anyone. Yeah. So, yeah, there's, there's, there's things to be concerned about, but show me a club who yeah. hasn't got something uh, to be concerned about. So, and, and take heart in Richmond 2019. So, uh, there we go. Melbourne, that's the New Year's resolutions. Do you want to do Port now or will we go to a break and come back? Um, we, we sort of touched uh, look, on them a little earlier. You're um you're the boss. You're running the show, so you tell me, and I'll just I'll just fall into line. I like to do things by committee, a little collaborative. Oh, okay. um, um, well, let's get them out of the road because we kind of did we cover did, them yeah. earlier. Um, I mean, oh, actually, uh, you know what? I've given my. Where do you think they'll finish? There, that's the most interesting. Where do you think they will finish? Now, it's a very yeah. tough question to answer. In or out? In. Right. Oh, I've got a feeling they might be out, but um, anyway. Yeah. So every year there's at least two teams that go out of the eight and there's one team that goes from the four out of the eight completely as well. Yeah. And that was well. that was Port Adelaide um, last yeah. season. Yep. But, but I think they jump back in this so year. So that's while well, on extension to your uh, stats, which are correct, it, Does how often does a team go from four to out to right back in? That's That would be interesting. Yeah. Uh, I'll tell you who'd know the answer to that because I steal and I credit him, but Max Lawton is the guy that does crunches those numbers on the ladder oh, Max, uh, get for us. Fox Sports. Uh, he would know. Um, might have to shoot him a, a cheeky text. He would not have He would have that data. I don't have it to hand at the minute. Um, but Port Adelaide, 
harness Horn Francis. That's a that's a New Year's resolution. Because if yes. they make finals and Ken Hinckley gets another contract, if they don't, then you know the logic would say that he probably doesn't. And I believe that fit forwards equal finals for them. So they just didn't get their. They were never able to play their best forward line, really, I don't think, last year at all, with Fantasia being out injured, Dixon in and out uh, a fair bit, and then trying to get that mix right with Marshall and uh, Georgiades. But now they add Willy Rioli to the to the mix as well. If they can get Fantasia fit, uh, that starts to look a lot more potent with the small forwards. You've got Rosie going into the middle and, and becoming All-Australian, and if Horn Francis can take the step and be the player that uh, many believe that he will be, then their midfield is a lot deeper um, than it's been for a long time. So I think they can get back in. Yeah, they can. Oh, they can. But um, again, I, what I said earlier about relying on, on things that have let you down in the past in terms of Fantasia, I think he's played more than 15 games once in his career. Dixon's mm. a 33 year old, well, will be a 33 year old key forward who's had some significant leg and ankle issues. So, um, I think Marshall and Georgiades are the two that can really take yep. them forward. And yep. hand goes in the sky. I didn't think Marshall was probably going to be uh, the answer or, or an answer. But uh, his season last year was outstanding. And I am incredibly uh, high on Georgiades. I think he's one of the more promising sort of hybrid slash key forwards in the, in the, uh, in the game. So and will they keep a couple. Him? Will they keep him, yeah, JJ? Well, that's another... That's, that's think... another uh, Another uh, conversation, isn't it? Had him Lurking. traded about seven times in trade week <laughs> and he's stuck around. They've got yep. a pretty good record, Port, in keeping their players. So yep. um, you're more confident about Port keeping them than what we've seen with Adelaide over the past sort of six or eight years. But it's a, it's yep. a very, very good point. Uh, this is afternoons now as Josh Jenkins and Sam Hargraves <laughs> make the transition from morning into Arvos. one uh, 736 to call us at any stage or you can text in. Uh, on the 40 Winks Temper text. And make sure that if you're out and about today driving safely uh, on this holiday season, you head to the drive through for the McCafe Iced Coffee range. Now, that's coffee fit for yep. an Aussie. Yes. More New Year's resolutions. We'll do Richmond on the other side of this. Afternoons on SEN. Sam Hargraves and Josh Jenkins with you till one o'clock before we hand over to the SEN track team. Uh, part of the SEN test cricket team, Barrett Sunder Racing is going to join us. Uh, talk selection and a little early look at the last test of the Australian summer, uh, the New Year's test, the pink test, the Sydney test. You won't miss a ball of that on SEN and on the SEN app right around the country and the world. Uh, JJ, we're up to Richmond in our uh, New Year's resolutions. Uh, what have you got for the Tigers? Uh, a little play on words here. Oh, hello. A giant takeover. So, Jacob Hopper and Tim Taranto. Uh, oh, hello. Um, I like the intro, but uh, so nice we need to play it twice. Um, I think Hopper and Taranto are the two yep. who can sort of, you know, really drive Richmond's whatever it looks like for them over the next decade, to be honest. They're yes. both young enough to play another decade at footy. Uh, two, you know, top-tier uh, quality midfielders, accumulators, both are better. Um, but So Hopper's, to me, a, a little bit more ability to run away from a contest. Yep. Taranto's got some – Taranto's got a bit of the Stephen Caniglio about him when he can sort of – he can go forward and yeah. – you know, he replaced Toby way, Green just, and did well in that role. Yeah, when he Green can just find a way to... He's, he's got tricks. You know, guys who can... If you can win a contest around the ball, you can win a contest in the forward line. It shouldn't matter where you are on the ground. So he's yeah. one of those guys. So those two, really good pickups. Yeah, they cost plenty and this and that, but 
They are going to take them forward uh, for a long time. The last time they raided some of the expansion teams, um, uh, over a couple of drafts, they were able to get Dion Prestia, Toby Nankervis, uh, who actually came from the Swans, not an expansion team. Tom Lynch. Um, and they got Tom Lynch as well, who yes. played in the, their, their second and third flag. So that worked out pretty well for them. They're hoping for yes. Taranto and Hopper to be more like that and maybe not what the Hawks were hoping Mitchell and O'Meara would be because those two were fine players and great servants of that footy club. And this isn't a knock on them, but the Hawks got them in because they thought they were still in a window. Mm. And, and it turns yep. out that they weren't and, and different uh, circumstances uh, conspired to mean that with Alistair Clarkson finishing up when he did in the way it did and whoever and whatever. Um, so they're hoping that that goes a different way. The other thing I would say, New Year's resolution for them, and what about the freedom this will give Dustin Martin to, to yeah, come yeah, back yeah. and yep, yep, don't yep. let Dusty be done. So only nine games last year after finishing around uh, 2021 in round 18. I reckon there's another chapter to write for Dusty, I think there is still a finale that yep. fits his status and his impact on the game. I don't think he's a spent force, um, and, and I can't wait to see it, it what that matter. chapter is. It doesn't matter if he is, because he's done more than uh, most of us put together. Mm. But um, I think he might be – I think Richmond uh, might be open to – you know, maybe he's a 15-game-a-year type guy for from from now until the, the rest of his – or the end of his career. Maybe that's just how long he plays for. You know, he, he plays um, the big games and he might miss a trip to Perth or he might miss a trip to, to Brisbane or something like that. I just wonder whether that might be the way they use him to keep him really revitalised and enthused and, mm. uh, and and wanting to be out there. So, uh, yeah, yeah, it'll be good to see. It'll be interesting to but see how they use him. But he, uh, he certainly won't have to be around the ball thanks to yeah. the, uh, the two acquisitions. So they can put him in at the centre bounce and then automatically just let him wander as he sees fit up forward. So I wonder what this will do for him from a body-wise point of view because he won't have to be in there taking as many hits um, in the furnace as he may have had to. Um, with Trent Cotchin yes, coming to the yep. end of his career as well. And then Dion Prestia has got his injury concerns. He's, you know, he's had a pretty wretched run, um, Dion Prestia, with injuries. Just yep, when he gets he back and gets, and gets uh, a timely reminder, or we get a timely reminder of just how good a player he is, unfortunately that he succumbs to another injury, which isn't his fault. So I just think that this might actually help with the longevity of Dusty getting Hopper and Taranto, and that's an exciting prospect. Well, take, and this is why I like it, take, Let's take Dusty out. Let's take Cochin out. And let's take Prestia out for either in two or three years, age, injury, whatever. Mm. Let's just take him out of the mix. You've still got Hopper. You've got Taranto. You've got Shea Bolton, who's as exciting oh. and, and, and dangerous as they come yes. in, in, in the AFL. You've got Liam, about 80 bucks. Liam Baker around the ball as well, who's incredibly valuable. They've got the makings of a, of a really... Jack Graham. They've got the makings of a of a really strong and talented midfield, even without all those guys who still are going to give them another 12, 24 months of service. So um, good times ahead for the Tigers. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, one round at 736, 736 uh, if you're a Tigers fan. The other one, and this has come through off the text a little bit as well, but Richmond need to find out exactly what it is that Collingwood do to win those close games because how many close games did Richmond lose yeah. last year? And, you know, yeah. under a kick, single-figure margins, games that they probably should have won, and, and they just couldn't find a way to finish. So I reckon that's yeah. something that they would have done a lot of work on. Damien Hardwick's a brilliant coach, so I'm sure that that's something that they've addressed um, over the off-season. Um, and yeah, and no, as, yeah. as the law of averages will, will, will tell you, that you're going to get – if you've got a year of no luck, you're going to get a year of – you know, you, you are more likely to get luckier the next year. Yes, yeah. Well, you'd like to think so. And 
Also, uh, you seem you tend to be luckier when you've got Martin and you've got Grimes <laughs> and you've got Cochin out on the field and you've got the steady heads and the guys who understand what to do. So uh, that'll certainly help as well. All right. What, before we get to Anna in the newsroom, what about the Saints, the New Year's resolution for the Saints? I want to hear from Rossi, not Ross the boss. I want the Rossi that... Yes. Uh, Good time, Saints, guy. <laughs> yeah, the Saints players talk about in terms of fun-loving and... Uh, caring and empathetic, not Ross the boss. Ross the boss has got to be a thing of the past. You can't coach in that manner anymore. You need to be all of those things. You need to be caring and empathetic and understanding and you need to deal with each player as an individual and understand that everyone is different. So uh, that'll be his bo- uh, his challenge, I think, Ross Lyon, in terms of I think he'll, he'll work out how his team needs to play. He'll get that stuff figured out. He's too smart. But um, he uh, he needs to be the uh, caring version of Ross Lyon, not the uh, emphatic version of Ross Lyon. Yeah, it was a weird end to the year for St Kilda with, you know, locking in Brett Ratton and then unlocking him after a, a review and then Ross is back. And what you don't want, their resolution for me, is don't allow the Ross Lyon reunion to be the highlight of the year. So getting Ross back with Lenny yeah, and BJ yeah. and uh, Robert yeah. Harvey, if that's the best thing that happens to St Kilda um, going into this season, then that is another failure of a season. And in the short term, JJ, they've got to find a makeshift Max because Max King uh, looking yeah, like they to do. miss about a month, they maybe more. Do. They do. I don't know what that looks like. Um yeah, they do. That's a good point, and I don't have an answer for you. one three hundred seven three six seven three six Saints fan zero four double three ninety eight eleven sixteen. There was a text from a Saints fan that came through um, a little earlier, and I just can't. It's just gone missing uh, on me. So, if you are a Saints fan, your New Year's resolution zero four double three ninety eight eleven sixteen on the forty winks temper text consumer choice winner mattresses. Pillows and adjustable bases conforms to the exact shape of your body. Um, we've still got Sydney, the West Coast, and the Western Bulldogs to go, and maybe there's even a New Year's resolution for the AFL. But before we do all of that, Barrett Sunder Ace is going to join us after Anna with the news. Well, I've done it again. Uh, that was, of course, Maddie, uh, not Anna. Uh, didn't know that uh, Anna had left, but Maddie, great job. Uh, wonderful news bulletin, and we look forward to phone to you correctly. Uh, as we head up to one o'clock. Sam Hargo's Josh Jenkins with you. Just before we get to uh, Barrett Sunder Racing, there's a text here from Ashley. How many more wins did Geelong need to beat the record for games won in a row? Everyone talked about the Melbourne winning streak last year and no one is talking about the Geelong winning streak this time around. Well, their winning streak, JJ, currently sits at 16 Geelong. Melbourne's, Sweet 16. Yeah, Melbourne's went uh, 17 games, but the record is Geelong, uh, 1952 to 1953, round 12 to round 13. Over that period, um, they won 23 games. Wow. Wow. That, uh, what's, yeah. Does that even count? <laughs> well, <laughs> officially, but it does, yes. But you know what I mean in terms of comparing. In the 18-team era. So it would be the, yeah, it would be the, the greatest streak in the 18-team uh, Era. Well, uh, Essendon, Essendon punched out a fair few, didn't they? Yeah, 20 re- wins, round 1, 2000 to round 20, 2000. Yep. That was a 20 win. And that was, of course, the, the Western Bulldogs under Plough that took uh, the perfect season away from them. Uh, it was, was with the flooding. Go- it was a fl- it oh, wasn't a flood. Plough doesn't like it? that. It was not a flood. Oh, right. We will talk. Oh, we can shit. talk about that. Could have fooled me. Uh, hey, um, 
the third and final test of the South African series and the fifth and final test of the Australian Test Summer uh, will start on January the 4th. Uh, it is the New Year test, now the pink test. Uh, it's a very special occasion on the sporting calendar and, and, a, and a pretty special way to start the year of sport. Uh, Barrett Sunder Racing is an integral part uh, of our SEN test commentary team. He's been good enough to join us. Barrett, hello to you. Hello, guys. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you. Uh, a lot happening in the build-up to this in terms of selection for Australia. We know now that Ashton Agar and Matt Renshaw came into the squad uh, as cover for Mitch Stark and Cam Green, who uh, suffered those digit injuries in the second test. Um, what are you led to believe will be the makeup of the Australian team? Yeah, I think it's still, uh, there is a lot of intrigue around uh, what the final makeup of that 11 is going to look like. And uh, I think we'll find out a little more in the next few hours. Australia are just about to uh, arrive at the SCG and have their first full training session of the year. Uh, and uh, I think you'll start getting hints about where, where what they're thinking is and uh, where they're going because we still haven't really got a good look at the pitch either. Uh, and, and from what we've heard, they're already looking at this as sort of not full full prong preparation, but semi-preparation for that India tour. The, the SCG pitch this summer has had a, quite a bit of quite a bit in it for spinners. So maybe we'll see a little bit of that, which should open the door for Ashton Agar. I mean, there have been a few question marks about his first-class numbers in the last two, three years. But he does bring in that all-round value. So some some intrigue going into today's training session and uh, in the next two days leading up to that test. Uh, Barat, good afternoon. Uh, what about the other mob? Because I tell you, we were getting stuck in left, right and centre into the West Indies and what they threw up. But the expectation on the South Africans and what they've dished up, they should be under more uh, scrutiny than the West Indians. So yes. can we ex can we get some level of competition from, from the Proteas in this final test? Now, we know typically and I guess historically dead rubbers have been a little dull, but they've got to play with some pride, do they not? And pride is a word that uh, their captain used a lot after that uh, pretty disappointing defeat in, in, in Melbourne. Let's face it, the pitch was really, really flat. And uh, they had no business uh, you know, getting bowled out so cheaply in both innings. Uh, and uh, I just, just literally 10 minutes ago, I just saw the South African batters get into an impromptu huddle. And all of them, at least the top order, seem to have gone right back into the net for, for another hit. So maybe... The, the chat in the huddle was, you know what, we need to put our hand up and, uh, you know, get some pride back for the team because the bowlers, to an extent, have done their job, right? They came in with a lot of hype around them as well, but they haven't been helped by the batters. But you're absolutely right. I mean, the West Indies are supposed to be the weak point of the summer. Everybody is looking forward to this heavyweight battle. And uh, what we've seen so far uh, has not really matched up the hype or the build-up. It's always um, interested me and intrigued me. You know, you say that you saw the batters come together and, <clears throat> excuse me, that's really interesting because what would they have been saying? Because, you know, to me, batting, it's a team sport, but I'm out there facing each ball as an individual. My job is to make runs. So, in a sense, you can say, uh, if I make runs and do my job and everyone else does their job, we've done well. But what else goes into, I guess, a batting group or a batting lineup being able to be succeed, uh, six, having success as a group? Uh, no, I think it's just, like, like you said, it, at the end of the day, it's about uh, your rollout in the middle, uh, not leaving it for anyone else. And we've seen some of them get starts, but it almost feels like once they face 40, 50 balls. 
uh, that that they almost feel like they've done their job or not. If not done their job, they feel like they have the license to uh, play a few more shots than they have to. And, and except Emma Bauma, nobody else has faced more than 50 balls more than twice or even, even in some cases more than once, which kind of tells you where they have failed. Uh, so it's not all, only about the runs, but the fact that they've been bowled out in 60 overs, 70 overs, and barely even tested the Australian bowlers. In, in comparison to the West Indians, who they struggled from a bowling front, but they did take the Perth test to the fifth day. They did have some batters who, uh, you know, put a price on their wicket, which is what has been the most disappointing. Like even with the running between the wickets, uh, and hopefully whatever has was spoken in the huddle was just uh, to, you know, kind of. <laughs> spend enough time out there in the middle so that when you walk into the dressing rooms, you can kind of look your bowlers in the eyes yeah. uh, and not have to put them through the grind where, you know, you put 150, 170 on the ball mm. and they have to bail you out. Uh, Brad, before we let you go, uh, it seems almost a little bit rude, but I'm just going to look ahead now um, because we're just yeah, very confident in what we're dishing up the Australian test side. And this seems a fait accompli, but the series is done. The summer has been a success, albeit against opposition that weren't probably where we would hope for them to be. The real tests are to come. The, the frontiers uh, most foreign to us to getting wins on and the hardest to conquer India and India haven't won there since 2004, and England in England uh, haven't won there since 2001. Uh, the place of your birth, um, do we? Does Australia, to your eye, have everything it needs to be successful in India? Look, this might sound cliched, but I honestly do believe this is Australia's best chance to win in India in a long time, uh, because there are a few things happening in Indian trade where uh, this uh, a little lack of stability in terms of the makeup of their Test team. Uh, they have a new captain who's only played two tests since he became captain a year ago in Rohit Sharma. So uh, India are still finding their feet once more in this new era of their test, uh, test, test era or test team as a test team. So uh, then you have Australia who have everything going for them. Uh, they have 15 years. I mean, they might miss Mitchell start for the start of that season. Uh, but they have batters who are hungry to bat long, which is what you need in India. Uh, and I think if the Australian team that toured in 2017 looks themselves in the mirror, they would feel like they missed out on a great opportunity. There are so many chances for them to win that series, but uh, Steve Smith and Pat Cummins will know that you know they, they, w- they won't want to leave any more opportunities this time. Because this is almost the, the coming together. It could well be the last hurrah for this great team uh, that have won a lot uh, under Cummins and uh, just just won a lot of series at home and at times away. So this, if they don't do it now, uh, they might have to wait a while. So, yeah, a very exciting eight to nine months coming up for Australian cricket, uh, starting with that India tour just in one month's time. I can't wait to get back home. Oh, we can't wait to chat to you during it either, Brad. Thanks so much uh, for your chat all throughout the summer. Uh, it's been wonderful, and you have been uh, as part of the SEN Test commentary team. We'll enjoy the final test of the summer, and we'll speak to you soon. Way soon, guys. You have a great year and a great day ahead. Uh, happy New Year to you too, Barrett Sunderace, and uh, integral part and the best dressed man is the SEN Test cricket lineup. And you'll hear all the crew with Jared Whateley and uh, uh, Dwayne Russell. The pipe was fantastic oh, uh, on the Boxing Day Test. I saw a bit of that. Yes, yes. brilliant. Uh, Chris Rogers, Damian Fleming, uh, the whole crew in Sydney. Yeah. Looking forward to that. You won't miss a ball of it. Uh, as it starts on uh, the 4th of January. Hey, when we come back, we've still got three teams and the AFL to do uh, the New Year's resolutions for Sam Hargraves. Josh Jenkins with you. Was mornings, now afternoons on SEN.
Afternoons on SEN. Earmuffs, if you don't want to know the live sports score, uh, put the earmuffs on. Uh, Pittsburgh, Baltimore, 3-0, uh, two minutes in, uh, two minutes to go in the quarter in that clash. The Steelers over the Ravens. Going through our New Year's resolutions for all 18 teams. Josh Jenkins, we are up to Sydney, which we spent a fair bit of time on earlier, but just a quick refresh for your New Year's resolution for the Swannies. Swannies uh, was to get some size around the pill, but also, uh, having thought about this a little longer, Logan McDonald, I want him to overtake uh, certainly Sam Reid, but even potentially as the season uh, gets longer for him Mm. to be the obvious choice to be their number one man uh, long-term. I think they've contracted him to be so. I think they invested four or five years in him. I think that's the case. Might be making that up, but I think I heard uh, that he had signed a long-term deal. So uh, he was a very high draft pick, pick four, I believe, and uh, hopefully he can be sort of the next one to carry the Swans forward in that front half. Yeah, so mine before was a simple one. Don't be GWS, Port Adelaide, the Western Bulldogs or Adelaide after getting a touch-up in a grand final. If you want motivation and and you want to model yourself on anyone, model yourself on yourself. Uh, In 2015, the Swans were top four after being absolutely obliterated by the Hawks in the 2014 grand final. Um, They didn't let it affect their performance in the next season. They still made top four. They need to do so again. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, don't like follow it. that trend. Uh, what about the West Coast? So 2018, they were premiers, and now mm-hmm. over four years later, they are at the complete opposite end of uh, where the premiers reside. Yeah. Uh, we need to see some green shoots. Some green shoots. Josh Kennedy leaves. Uh, we've seen some of their ageing guys uh, move on in the past three to four years, and there's probably a few more to come. McGovern's not getting... Uh, any younger, neither is anyone in the world. Uh, uh, Nick Natnui <laughs> is another one. There's a few who are probably going to finish up in the next 12, 24, maybe 36 months. So some green shoots. Now, yeah. they drafted a couple of young local stars. Uh, I think it was, is it Gibney or Gibney from East Perth and young Hewitt from uh, the Swans, the Swan District. So they get a couple yeah, of young... Chester the year before, uh, yep. Yeah, a couple of local young guns from the Waffle... Uh, close to home. No they'll get more of... in. They'll get more in this year's draft too. They've they've got their eye on a few coming through there uh, as well. Have they just? Yeah, I thought the move for them to I think they moved back from two to get two picks in the mm. top sort of twelve. And I uh, spoke about that about you know them needing to 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 get a a lot of young talent, not just one superstar young. Uh, talent. So I thought what they did was good, but some green shoots for yep. the West Coast Weagles. Uh, the big O is the big in. Just set it all up around him. I know Jack Darling is still there, but the big O is your future. Get it in and get it around him and uh, set the whole thing up uh, in regards to him. He's back from injury. He's shown what he's capable of at the level. Give him the number one key forward mantle. Um, that's the future there. And give your fans something to cheer about in the way that you go about playing uh, this year. Yeah, I don't think yeah. they, I, I, I would be astounded if they were to make finals, but give something to be enjoyed, which hasn't happened the last couple of years. Um, Just because of time, uh, let's quickly get to the Western Bulldogs. Your New Year's resolution for the Doggies. Uh, Thank God they play at Marvel. When they don't, no rainy games because they're going to be super-duper tall. English and Lobb and Darcy and Jamara Hagen and the guys down back, they're going to be super tall 
And uh, I'll tell you, games where it looks like rain and and uh, and storms, Luke Beveridge is going to be thinking about making three or four late changes because uh, they'll be uh, they'll be top heavy in wet games. But thankfully, they play a lot of games under the roof. Yeah, oh, mine was the same. Find a way to fit all the big dogs into that kennel because uh, yeah. they're a large side. They're a very yeah. large side. Sam Darcy yep. might be the only one that might give. Uh, will um, Ashcroft a shake in the uh, the Rising Star, similar to the way that Sam DeConing did for um, Nick Dacos this year. But my other one is with Josh Dunkley going and then to look at how you want to set up, Bailey Smith now on the ball all the time. Ooh. He's my Brownlow. He is my early uh. Brownlow prediction. Bailey Smith on the ball, Brownlow. Oh, I can't go with you. I, I, uh, I, I have put so much value in in guys who can run up and down the wing and, and, and be big metres game guys. I love okay. those types of players. I've just got a, maybe a personal preference to them. Yep. Uh, I certainly understand how important midfielders are or on-ballers are, but I love the wingers who get up and down the wing and drive the ball from very good at uh, rebound 50s and also very good at inside 50s. I love those types. So um, I can't go with you, but what I can go with you with is he does or they need him to be – Maybe their best player. Maybe yep. to overtake Bond. So I'm with you there. Uh, off the text, Doggies have to finish top four. Their list is prime. They've added the players to fill the spots they need filled. And Sam Darcy is going to be scary good. Uh, will win the rising star. That's come through. Now, before we get to our last break, Aaron in Broadmeadows wants to give the news resolution for the AFL. Take it away, Aaron. Yeah, good afternoon, guys. Yeah, my new year's resolution for the AFL is to finally do the right thing and to do what's best for Tasmanian football and stop worrying about what, Collingwood and Richmond and Carlton think is, you know, what's in their club's interest and just let the Tasmanian team in. This business of, you know, the presidents have to, to allow Tasmania to come in. They have to agree to do it. It's not That's not the best interest of Tasmanian football. It's almost like they've got a VFL cap on. This is what they did um, back in the 80s where the clubs had to agree for West Coast to join. The good news, Aaron, is um, they don't. Um, they, they, they want them to agree, but they don't have to agree for the AFL to make the call. So that would be good news to you, I'd imagine. Yeah, I hope so, because, I mean, I'll, I'll give you an example. In, in 97, South Australia had a population of 1.1 million, and they supported two AFL teams that had, like, two of the highest memberships. Right now, Tasmania's got 560,000 people. So Tasmania's got as many people for one club as what South Australia did for two clubs in 97. Um, I mean, I think all the arguments against the Tasmanian teams are flawed. I mean, worse comes to worse. Why can't the Tasmanian team do what Hawthorne and North Melbourne have done for 20 years and sell games? Yeah, if they can't get enough crowds. They sell three or four games a year, and that would make them definitely profitable. Aaron, great call, and appreciate your ring to make it. I think that team will come in. The stadium has to be done, but that's the last piece of the puzzle. So I think you'll get your New Year's resolution. And thanks for throwing it up. We'll wrap it up on the other side of this afternoon's SEN. Robot Building Supplies, helping you get the right products for the job at a better price. Afternoons on SEM. Uh, big thanks to all your calls and all your texts today. Uh, and big thanks to Tobin Brothers Funerals, a family-owned business since 1934. Tobin Brothers Funerals celebrating lives. Don't forget as well that this summer play Who's Got the Power with Tie Power and SEN. Guess the number of boundaries in each test and you can win a $100 ballpark entertainment voucher and a $100 Tie Power voucher. Place your guest now, ICanWin.com.au. JJ, lovely to spend a morning and afternoon with you. Yeah, I'll just turn the mic on, which uh, could help. I've got to the very end, four hours and I, three hours and 58 in, I forgot to turn the mic on. Uh, likewise, um, and now I probably should have asked, is this, 
Should you be a little self-indulgent here? Is this your last official official day before you start uh, unofficial days? As or? a full-timer, yes. So tomorrow is night we're going to do the Big Bash Stars and Renegades. But, yeah, no, tomorrow is my if... first day of stay-at-home uh, father duties. Okay. I apologise if goes back to work. probably should have been... Uh, Asked off air if you were okay for that to be disclosed. <laughs> no, that's fine. But anyway, no, we've uh, been talking about it. Well done on your uh, on your uh, innings as a full timer, and good luck in your innings as a part timer. I tell you, the part time life is a good life, Sam. Let me assure you. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, the full time uh, stay at home fathering life. Uh, it's going to be a massive oh, challenge, but can't don't wait be so, uh, don't for that as that, well. Mate. <laughs> mate, enjoy the rest of your afternoon. The boys at SEN Track are limbering up. They're standing by. They're ready and raring to go. Big thanks to all the team that put this show together for us and made our lives so easy in the process. Thanks to all the texts. Thanks to all the calls. Have a great new year. Stay safe if you're out on the roads. And until we speak to you again, look after yourself. Speak to you soon.